Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Yesterday on the show, we had Janet Brown join us. She's a pollster in our province and a political commentator. And she said that her polling shows that on the minds of Albertans uh, during this UCP leadership campaign is uh, the top issues, what they want to hear about, inflation and health care, one, two. Um, and, you know, we had Brian Jean on this morning, and I sort of pushed him to talk about health care and what his solutions might be, because I don't know. We've heard some talk. I mean, to her credit, Danielle Smith put out a statement yesterday about her plans for health care, and it focuses uh, largely on AHS and the bureaucracy, which I think is um, a fair avenue of investigation. I think it's been done before. I don't know what else there is to learn about that. But you know what? That's definitely something that a lot of people would like to see. She says she'll fire the head of AHS. But but. I'm talking more about healthcare, where you and I interface with it, right? We don't, we don't deal with the AHS bureaucracy, but when we, you know, get hurt at the rink, like the kid in Calgary, and lie on the ice for 45 minutes waiting for an ambulance, that's when we're worried about healthcare. When we're lying on the floor of the garage at the Misericordia Hospital outside of the ER for hours on end, that's when we start to talk about healthcare, right? Um, so... That's what I think people in this province are talking about. I can't get and see a doctor. I can't get into the ER. Those are the issues. And you know what? We haven't heard a lot of talk about that during this campaign. And it's unfortunate. But why is that? You know, I mean, that hasn't been the focus. Um, we're going to chat with Stephen Lewis, who's a health policy consultant and an adjunct prof of health at SFU. Uh, Stephen, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Yeah, when we take a look at, you know, I was thinking about the healthcare discussion in this campaign, and really, largely, it's all been um, about sort of looking in the rearview mirror, specifically around the pandemic and the way that it was handled and those sorts of things. Not a lot of talk about what we're going to do in ERs this weekend, next month, or next year. Yeah, it's pretty thin gruel, I'm afraid. Uh, I've looked at all of the candidates' platforms, what they've said on the net and the occasional media release, and there seem to be kind of two camps. Uh, a couple of them, I think notably candidates Sonny and Schultz, made some attempt to talk about bigger health issues and more root cause health issues, like the problem in primary care and access to care and whether or not there should be more community health centers and a more comprehensive approach. But then there are others uh, who have focused on, as you mentioned, uh, the bogeyman of AHS bureaucracy, which always comes up. And it's always comes ironic. up. It always comes up. And remember, uh, I realize that these candidates won't take responsibility for what took place a decade ago, but this government or its predecessor government um, created AHS, and the rationale was these health regions are too bureaucratic and they're too autonomous and it's hard to get province-wide standards and the Alberta advantages in creating a single health authority. And now uh, the, uh, there seems to be a big challenge to this notion that AHS needs to be decentralized. Smith has talked about reinstating individual hospital boards, uh, candidate Caves have said, yes, we need to decentralize 
AHS. And of course, there's always the charge that this is some giant bloated bureaucracy that uh, all we need to do is get rid of some managers and all will be well. So I have to say there isn't a whole lot of imagination in any of the platforms. And it's kind of uh, as if the candidates thought, well, if we're going to try to win a leadership here, which is the first step, uh, and we're not running an election campaign, how do we differentiate ourselves? And some of them have simply said, well, we're going to show our anti-vaccine mandate, anti-lockdown credentials, and we're going to essentially, in some cases, get rid of the whole concept of public health, that people have rights full stop. Employers have to accommodate people who choose not to get vaccinated. The chief public health officer should no longer have any independent authority, but should uh, all of these decisions should be made in the legislature or by the cabinet. So that obviously is an appeal to the hard libertarian core of the party membership, and that's who they're vying for. Missed opportunity, though, right, Stephen? I mean, this is a major issue that we're dealing with in this province, and every day there's another story, and I think a lot of, you know, Albertans would be very, very interested in hearing somebody with a really solid, concrete plan on how to address it. To me, it it seems like there's an opportunity there. It's an enormous missed opportunity, and again, partisanship aside, wherever you lie on the political spectrum, there are some deep and serious and ongoing problems. Yes. The biggest one, I would argue, is uh, primary care. And it's not just the 700,000 or so Albertans who don't have a regular source of care, but it's also the, the system, despite 40 years of, of calls for, for being more comprehensive, more team-based care, offering a wider array uh, of services so that people don't have to get referred to specialists so quickly and so on, That's a deep-seated problem. It's not unique to Alberta, but somebody has to solve it. And then secondly, the pandemic did disrupt the healthcare system. It did challenge and tax the capacity. And now you have this enormous uh, surgical backlog. Again, nothing unique to Alberta here, but it is a massive, massive problem, and there needs to be a way to address it. So now the time is ripe to consider some of those reforms that have been contemplated for a long time but never seem to get done. I think there's an appetite in the healthcare workforce for it. I think younger physicians are perfectly willing to uh, get off the fee-for-service treadmill and practice in teams. It's clear that despite having more physicians than ever in this country and in Alberta, a whole lot of young Physicians don't want to provide full-service primary care because they don't like the working conditions or some other aspects. Yeah, and they don't want to be out in the rural, you know, healthcare system. And we always say, we're just, we'll just entice them out there. Well, we've tried that. That doesn't work either. It, it doesn't work. I mean, the, the traditional ways of doing it haven't worked. It's not a question of paying them more money. That's, that's satisfying for a few months. But if your working conditions are still difficult, you're still on call every other night, and you're still carrying an enormous load, it's not going to be satisfying. So what we need to do in rural areas is, is to some extent, consolidate care into clinics, into clinics with, with other professions working alongside them, where there are at least three physicians, so they can have decent work-life life balance. And for the people, for the public out there, yes, you may have to travel half an hour to get to that clinic, and I realize that's inconvenient, yeah. but it will be much better care, and you'll get much better service. And then the other thing you mentioned, which is a real concern and and should be met, of course, we need, and Alberta should have, 
a first-rate emergency service uh, that covers urban and rural areas. And I think in large measure, for real emergencies, for, for you know trauma, heart attacks, sure. and so on, Alberta does a very good job. But if you've got a system where hospital beds periodically are going to be full of people with a communicable disease, uh, all bets are off about the capacity. Mm-hmm. And either you have a very robust approach to public health, which can contain pandemics uh, when and if they should come again in the future, or you're going to find yourself constantly uh, at various intervals in a situation where the a lot of the capacity of the system has to be reserved for responding to an unforeseen uh, emergency or, or new pandemic, and then you're going to be in this cycle again. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, as you say, the cycle, I mean, it just continues. We've been talking about this for decades, but uh, like you say, we're looking for somebody to come up and come up with a solution. Um, Stephen, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate it very much.